0: The Jeremy Callahan Show. Golf, 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 golf. More, more. Learning how to chip, learning how to hit the drive, learning how to putt. Oh, I want more. All right. Welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast. And we are in the final week of the 2023 PGA Tour schedule with the FedEx Cup Championship this week. So we will talk about that. Also, the BMW recap, some live news, and maybe some Ryder Cup stuff. So, let's start out with what just transpired last week at the BMW, which was the second uh, tournament in the three tournament series for the PGA, or excuse me, the FedEx Championship. And so, the first tournament was seventy players. The second tournament, which was the BMW, which just passed was 50 players and now that has been cut down to 30 players. And the BMW last week was won by Victor Hovland. And there's a he 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 dominated on Sunday. Dominated, okay? Um he was I think he was like five back with like going into the final nine holes. And he ends up shooting 28 on the back nine for a total round of 61. 88 greens and regulations, 25 putts. And that was enough for him to overcome Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler. Um, Scheffler had a couple bogeys on the back nine. He still shot 66. So it wasn't like he played horrible, but Hovland shot 61. So um, new course record as well for Hovland. He beat Scheffler. He beat Matt Fitzpatrick, Rory McIlroy, Brian Harmon. Max Homa. Max Homa actually shot a 62 on Saturday to get himself in there. So, congrats to Hovland. And really, with Hovland on the season, um, they I don't know why they keep doing this, but even the PGA Tour's Twitter the other day said congratulations to Victor Hovland. Two wins on the PGA Tour this season. However, he won the Hero World Challenge, he won the Memorial, and now he's won the BMW. That's three They don't count the Hero World Challenge for some reason. Maybe because, I don't know, it's an invitational that Tiger invites people to. But it was 30 of the best players. Rom was there. Scheffler was there. Rory was there. He beat them all. So, not understanding why they're saying two when it's clearly been three. Um, I mean, not only that, but the Hero World Challenge, it's on the PGA Tours website. On the scheduling section. Hovland won. Million bucks. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's So weird. I can only think it's because there was only thirty people there. Anyways, BMW. He wins three point six million. He uh, won three point six million when he won the Memorial. Thirty six plus thirty six is seven point two million plus a million. Eight point two million. That's just on the wins he's had this year. So, gosh, she's having a pretty good year. Anyways, we um, head into head into the tour championship this week in Eastlake Golf Club in Nevada, Nevada, <laughs> Atlanta. So it's going to be hot. And this is where they always have the final uh, event. Again, it's only 30 players and it's a seated event, meaning that people start at a certain under par. Um, okay, so here's how it works. They took the points uh, for the whole year and then you get, you get seeded. So, Scotty Scheffler is number one. He starts at 10 under par. Hovland is two. He's eight under. And then Rory is seven under. John Rahm is six under. So, then there's a bunch of people at four under. Homa, Cantlay, Harmon, Wyndham Clark, Fitzpatrick, three under. So, the lowest is one under. Lowest, highest. Um, So, like Jason Day, for instance, is one under par because of the seeding, and Scotty Scheffler is 10 under par. So he needs to make up nine strokes plus to have any chance of winning this thing. So it's interesting. Reminds me of Little League. I had I had gotten uh, – I signed up late for Little League one year. So back in the day where I grew up in Chico, you would have every Little League every, – every school had their own team, basically. So it was by school. And I got there late, so I ended up on this team – across town for the school across town and my school, the school I went to, all the kids I went to school with, they had a, that team had an undefeated season and we ended up, we ended up meeting them in the championship game and we beat them in the championship game. We blew their doors off. I'll never forget. They were all talking so much shit all week. And then they were all crying when they got their second place trophy. (laughs) But, uh, then the, then the next year the little league made a, a rule and it was like the top team has to be beaten twice so you had to play so we would have had to play them again and beat them we would have basically had to play a three-game series with them because you know they were undefeated and they should have got some sort of like ranking privilege or something which may be a common thing nowadays but it wasn't back then and that's kind of like the seating at the tour championship series you know it's i don't know the answer but It seems like it could be better. I mean, you only have 30 players and you're giving people, you know, some serious advantage to begin with. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, it's hard to bet against Scheffler. He's been playing great all season. And the only really thing is, you know... Is is putting, I guess you would say. But it's funny, I was looking at all these stats for, for putting, like who's the best putter in the world and whatnot. In fact, let, let's uh let's roll that into, into the Ryder Cup talk. So with the Ryder Cup, um, basically the the top six are lock-ins to get through. So there's a 12-man team and then the top six in the in the I guess it's the one girl, one world golf ranking system. Okay. So um, and, and then here's the top six Scheffler, Patrick Cantley, Xander Schauffele, Max Homa, Brian Harmon, Wyndham Clark. Okay. So, um, and then, and then I was looking at it. So the reason I wanted to roll this putting thing in there, cause let's talk about the lower people. Okay. So the lower people on the cusp, th- these are the people that everybody, you know, is talking about being on the team. Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepcha, Cam Young, Keegan Bradley. Tony Fino, Morikawa, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas. So anyways, to roll this into the putting thing, so I started looking at these and I was like, okay, what is, like, who's the best putter out of that group? And it turns out it is Sam Burns. Sam Burns is is the sixth putter in, like, overall putting scoring. And then Max Home is seven, okay? Okay. And so you say like Scheffler, he's having a bad year. Not having a bad year, he's having a great year, but his putting might be holding him back. He's one fifteen. And then I was looking at um, Justin Thomas, and Justin Thomas is one forty nine. This is this is like the ranking, but like the difference in like putts per round. If you actually look at it, like the lowest putts per round person is like twenty seven, and then like the hundred and 49th person like Justin Thomas is like 29 putts. So it's literally like almost two more putts around. So there's, you know, 150 people in that range of between 27 and 29 putts. So it's pretty ridiculous how um, how much, you know, just a few strokes can make a a big difference because these guys are so good. The only thing I'll say about the Ryder Cup, not the only thing I've said a lot already, Uh, one more thing on the Ryder Cup, and I've said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it is Justin Thomas needs to call up Zach Johnson and tell him I'm not worthy. Take the pressure off Zach. He will not, but he should. And he just didn't have a good enough year. He didn't win. He's 149th in putting. Of all the names I just read, he's the 15th player. So they only take 12. So there's you know two other guys ahead of him for the, those roles. And there's obviously some sort of like, Cool kids club on the PGA tour. And, you know, guys like Keegan Bradley and Brooks Kepcha aren't part of it, but Justin Thomas is. You know, what have you done for me lately? You know, everybody's like, oh, he's so good. He's been so good in the past. The guy's having a horrible year. He shouldn't be in there. And Keegan Bradley probably should be. But with my thing with all these these names on this list is what I would probably give priority to is people who've won, won this year. You know, I mean, at least Ricky Fowler's won this year. Sam Burns has won this year. Morikawa hasn't won. Cam Young hasn't won. Spieth hasn't won. Um, I think Spieth and Cam Young are in there for sure. But still, you know, Brooks Koepcha's not. He's won twice this year. So what's the deal with that? Okay, final topic. A little Liv news. Liv is having an event in Chicago in September at some point in time. And... You know, for me, what what the difference between Live and the PGA Tour is, as well, a lot of things. But from a marketing perspective, Live is marketed so much cooler. Like the PGA Tour really needs to get with it. You know, I was somehow I now follow the four aces on Instagram, and when they they don't play that much is the problem. But when they do, they have really good content. Um, you know, they have they basically have somebody with a, a camera following them around on the range, following them around all over when they're not playing. And so they're doing a great job with that. And then just like the intros to every like video they post on YouTube for their highlights, their intros are way, way better. They're exciting. And I think they're going to nail a home run with the Chicago tournament. Okay, so they're going to have a party hole. I forget what they're calling it, but they're going to have, you know, one of the par threes where there's going to be 20,000 people on it. And they sold tickets for $700 a pop, and they're sold out for Friday and Saturday. There's tickets available for Sunday still as of now, but that looks like it's going to sell out. So that's got to be a pretty big win for them, $700 a ticket. You know, I mean, if they get 10,000 people on the whole, $700 a ticket, I don't know, that's pretty good money. So there's that. And the other thing that they're doing is the same exact idea I pitched at the PGA Tour and NBC Sports and Comcast was having concerts at the golf tournament. And so they are having a uh, Friday night is Nelly. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Nelly from the 90s. That's so great. We were just talking about Nelly the other night. And uh, that's Friday night. And then Saturday night is Tiesto, who's a DJ. So for all the kids, so they're really like, that's a pretty good mix actually. Cause Nelly's like probably the demographic for Nelly. Like if you were a kid when Nelly was popular, you're like 34, or 35 now. And then Tiesto is, he's a DJ that's been around forever, but his, he's probably trending about 35 and lower as well, as far as average crowd. So yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with what Liv is doing with these concerts after the after the PGA Tour event. And the PGA Tour does do it, but they should be doing it for, for basically every event that they do. That's my thought on that. Okay, so we head into the Tour Championship. Um, let's see what happens this week. Staggered system. Hopefully it's a good tournament. Hopefully it comes down to the back nine on Sunday and we get some excitement. And I will talk to you later or next week for This Week in Golf. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf BPM.